0: hello everyone hello my name is matt Armando,
1: and i'm emily riggins
0: and this is tbd
1: with matt and emily hi everyone hi hi hi
0: um welcome to our first i'm gonna call this our first episode of the summer even though know. it's so hot it's hot i'm hot as hell <laughs> it is not technically summer but it's you know it's beginning of june that's summer
1: Listeners, I'm going to share an opinion that I've expressed before, but summer is the worst time. Um, It's hot. I've already had a sunburn. I've already been bitten by mosquitoes. Down with the sun.
0: Your sunburns are healed, though.
1: I know, but they're peeling.
0: Oh. Do you want more aloe? Maybe. I hate
1: the sun. I hate it.
0: I got burned on the neck, but I I fixed that real fast. I got burned like a month ago, so it's not even summer that does it to me. But I'm a big sunblock person. We never we had an episode about uh safety
1: safety tips, safety measures, everyday safety everyday
0: safety measures. measures, and I didn't mention sunblock on it, even though I'm a big sunblock person.
1: This feels like a personal attack.
0: I got burned too. I just I've since have started. I've gotten back into the sunblock. i I remembered what I was supposed to do, <laughs> and I put sunblock on.
1: I hate the sun. I hate sweating.
0: Um. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't like wearing a purse, but then sweating, and then the purse, purse rubbing, and then it, it's more sweaty. <sighs>
0: um, I at least like, I like when it's, so I sweat a lot anyways, like all year round, I basically sweat, and I like the summer in that I'm sweating more, but everyone else is also sweating, so I don't feel out of place. That's the biggest pro to the summer. That and going swimming. I like swimming. <laughs> the beach.
1: you don't like the beach though I don't like the beach um I don't like anything about
0: (laughs) no you don't you like strawberries
1: (laughs) I do like strawberries a lot um I like summer fruits
0: (laughs) yeah I wonder how our guest feels (laughs) on summer we I you know this is not a Matt and Emily alone episode no it's not like Mm -hmm. last week was or everyday safety tips was uh this is an episode we have a guest we do we're gonna bring him on okay let's see comedian actor uh that's it uh <laughs> please welcome steve Howes.
2: hey 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 what's Come going on. on y'all hi steve would you hey. give
0: yourself another credit besides actor and comedian
2: uh i think i still want to throw writer in there but what i mean a... comedian writer i don't know you comedian know, is writer yeah that's pretty much it's kind of like one of those you can't be a comedian without being a writer <laughs> That almost not like you did a voice, but yes, <laughs> like you were doing like your like instructional masterclass voice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like if I, I do stand up, so that's stand writing up. and acting to some degree. So, yeah.
0: Do you think, can you think of any comedians that were not ever like writers of any kind? Is that even a thing? No, I guess.
1: Um, mm me because
0: a lot of them do have you never written anything no i have uh because i feel like even like my first instinct would say someone like jim carrey but he did used to do stand-up too
2: yeah even uh, though his was like mostly impression based but i mean i s- still you got to work out that routine yeah, of what you're doing it's you like know? characters yeah 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 um i feel like a lot of those personality types just are, like, comedic actors, I guess, primarily. I don't know. Like, I feel... And those might just be regular actors also. But for some reason, I was, like... Like, when Will Smith started doing... Did stand-up for whatever his new, like, brand is that he just, like, does a bunch of wish fulfillment. uh, (laughs) Like, yeah. People were, like... It felt like Will Smith doing stand-up didn't seem that weird. But it's, like, no, he's just, like, an actor that is funny. Yeah. But he he doesn't, like...
0: That's true. He maybe never, I guess he tried stand up, but I guess he wasn't really a writer to begin with.
2: Yeah. He wrote
1: songs. Okay.
0: That's true. Oh,
2: well, well, there's
1: that too. God. And I used to, I mean, like, and there were some great songs.
0: Parents just don't understand is it. a funny song. I mean, it's a comedic yeah. song. True. True. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, he's a writer. <laughs>
2: Give it to him. Yeah.
0: Um, all I need to do is remember parents just don't, just don't understand. I saying the right. Why did that feel weird yeah. coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Probably because I don't talk about that song. Since it's 20 years old or longer, right? Yeah, it's yeah, 20, like 20 years old. 30 something.
2: <sighs> Parents are so, yeah, that's like.
0: Is that that's, 80s? Before,
2: that's before he got Fresh Prince, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: what a great television show. Yeah.
0: That's true. The dad who played the voice of Shredder on, uh, or uncle, rather, but the dad to Carlton. <laughs>
1: He's the dad to many of the characters, at least three of them. Yes,
0: in, but not Will Smith's dad.
2: All of us, Yes, really. But he played uh, the voice yes. of Shredder
0: on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which mm-hmm. is a fact I like about him. Rest in peace, he's dead.
2: Uh, also a great fact about Shredder is in the second Ninja Turtles movie, uh, when Shredder goes super Shredder, that is professional resh- wrestler Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm,
0: indeed it is. Uh, I was. This is so random, but I was just thinking about that movie earlier today. <laughs> yeah and in my head it popped in i go why wasn't why wasn't rocksteady and bebop in that movie why is it toka and raza razar raza? razar razar yeah, yeah. why is it those two and not the classic ninja turtle villains
2: yeah i, don't I, know.
0: I was gonna google it and then i was washing dishes instead <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just uh, stayed an adult instead of like going to
0: i feel like i mean now i you know and then a- i went to record my dumb podcast <laughs>
2: I feel like it's probably licensing. Um,
1: Steve, I have a question since you were not introduced on the podcast yet. But what are your thoughts on summer, pro or anti? Uh,
2: I enjoy summer mostly. Uh, when part? summer is terrible, it's really bad. Like the the inability to cool down is troublesome. I don't mind the sweat so much. Uh, like Matt made up a good point with like I think you know everybody else sweating, we're just all gross this time of year. <laughs> Which is which is fine, uh, and then there's just like more events and cool stuff outside. Yeah,
0: I mean my favorite month of the year is September because it's still sort of summery, but it's also like not as oppressive. Yeah, it's my favorite month, I think. September. Yeah, yeah that sounds right.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you know. This is probably the best part of summer is this early June before I... the
1: heat truly sets in. Yeah.
2: Cause the month of July into early August is like punch me in the face. It's just always at least 75 degrees.
0: August. <laughs> I feel like August is the worst. Cause it's so sl- like, I feel like this, like especially New York or whatever, like it slows down so hard. Everyone like goes away on the weekends and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's a really weird place. And I don't, I'm not like a weekend. Tra- I don't travel on the weekend that much. Like if I go on, va- I like going on vacation, but I'm just not much like, Oh, it's this weekend. I'm leaving the city. It's not my how I live my life. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> good talk about summer. Uh, Steve and I are on a uh, sketch team.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, souvenir at the Magnet Theater. Yep. Uh, next show is June tenth. True. Which like should th- still be in the future when you hear this.
0: Three or four days from now. How many days is Monday from Thursday? <laughs> you got Friday. Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. So you count th- that four days that you take
1: four days. Yeah, that feels right.
0: Okay, four days from now. If you're listening to this on launch day and you live in New York City, in four days, <laughs> come see souvenir at the Magnet Theater.
1: If you are listening to this and it's not on launch day, but it's before June 10th or on June 10th, go.
0: Yeah, just subtract the days. Uh, whatever day it is in the 10th, just subtract those. Right. <laughs> because if you listen to us on june 9th <laughs> subtract 9 from 10 <laughs> and you were you got one day
1: tbd <laughs> podcast day is get known there. for our math um <laughs> it's
0: true okay so we we are known for our math but we haven't done a lot of math recently and i'm really glad what we just did what we just did um and i i like hearing myself talk so good on me
2: <laughs> i understand <laughs> For,
0: Matt, for a while, I was trying to pull back on how much I talked. Now I'm not pulling back. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is it? <laughs> Why do you want me to stop? <laughs> uh,
1: I don't. I do want to ask you, should we move on to tea talk? Let's
2: move on to tea talk.
1: All right. I got to get ready.
2: <laughs> tea talk. <laughs> Time for tea talk. Oh. I don't know if you have that, but this, you, you that keep was that. so much better than. Mine. Yeah, you, you, oh wait, you do it? Oh, she does a song. You did a song. Did, did a song.
0: No, it's better. You did it. Sorry. No, no it's honestly, okay. Better. Mine
1: is just tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. But yours is actually Ooh, good. I like Dang.
0: that. We'll remix them together. I no, I won't. <laughs> 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 I always talk about doing some audio stuff, and then it gets it gets too late, and I don't want to do it. It's annoying. Oh, you want that? Uh, Emily, you brought us the tea did, this uh, week.
1: I did. I'm going to apologize for my pronunciation right now. Um, this tea was a gift from me, gift to me from my sister-in-law's mother.
0: Sister-in-law's mother. Um, Got it.
1: And this is called Numi Organic Pura Chocolate Pura Ancient Healing Tea that is described as velvety and smooth.
0: Mm, it's got medium caffeine in it. <laughs> medium caffeine. <laughs> the medium amount.
1: Not the quite amount of caffeine I want, but because I want high caffeine.
2: Yeah. I do I, wonder I if, you.
0: well, like, when tea says medium caffeine, is that in comparison to other tea or on the full spectrum of tea to coffee? You know? Because, like, it seems like, like if this is like they like a lot of teas I think wouldn't want to say high caffeine on them unless they were like specifically like energy tea or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where like generally I feel like people want less caffeine maybe if they're drinking tea. So me so medium might be on the scale of water to coffee. That's all I'm saying. So it'd be a high, it'd be high for
2: tea. Let's hope. Do
0: you follow?
1: I do follow. Yeah, Let's hope.
2: No, I, yeah. It's like a different different uh, scale because tea is generally less caffeinated. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna read you just a little bit more about this tea. Please do. And I need um, more. Steve and Matt are reading along with me. Using my finger. Soulful steeping. Tempt fresh water to a boil.
0: Oh, wow. I like that phrase. Tempt, Tempt fresh water it. to a boil.
1: Slowly pour over a bag of chocolate pura. It's a bagged tea. Steep four to five minutes. Swirl your cup as the chocolate may settle to the bottom. Sip and indulge in healthy decadence. For iced tea, steep two tea bags. Cool. And pour over ice, guys. I should be on NPR.
0: Uh, ingredients verified, fair labor, organic black pura tea. Wow, verified for labor, fair labor trademark. That's like a brand. That's their, some kind.
2: That's their thing. They own that. Don't don't use it. You oh. actually have to pay them for saying that. They should pay me for saying it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's how it has to be.
0: Organic po- <laughs> cocoa powder, organic vanilla beans, organic rhubarb. Ooh, a second kind of tea thing in it. Organic cinnamon. Organic orange peel and organic nutmeg. Everything in this is organic, you guys. You guys and what,
1: are, what are we tasting?
0: A little organic thing on here.
1: I'm just going to swirl my tea so it doesn't settle.
0: I'm just going to sip it. I'm not going to swirl a damn thing. I'm wow. a freaking rebel.
1: Wow.
2: Ah, John T. T., the inventor of tea, could see you now.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, John, classic tea man. Matt,
2: what tea do you man. taste?
0: Uh, it tastes chocolatey.
2: Yeah, definitely catching <laughs> catching the chocolate I, and the smooth velvet nature.
1: Yeah, do you taste? I don't taste any of the other things. I don't taste vanilla beans.
2: Oh, I taste cinnamon? I taste I
0: a little vanilla, vanilla.
2: Yeah, actually, that's Can probably I feel it. like what is like playing under the chocolate to make it not like such that earthy chocolate.
0: Well, it's like cocoa powder too, so mm-hmm. it also it kind of has more instead of like it's not as chocolatey as it is like almost. It's similar to hot chocolate in that way. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I I, I agree. Yeah,
0: mm. I'm enjoying it.
1: It tastes good. I need it's, more tea. It's so far away.
0: Yeah, you want me to pour you some? I do. You got to vamp while I pour more.
1: Okay, Matt's going to pour me more tea. Um, Steve, while Matt's pouring tea, I'm going to ask you a question. Fantastic. What is your relationship to tea?
2: Uh, I don't drink tea very often in my life. Uh, you know, the occasional... Green tea from a store, Mm -hmm. Uh, green tea from like a Starbucks, but don't really make much tea in my life. Yeah,
1: you don't make tea. No, it sounds like you're you're committed to the green tea.
2: Green tea is nice. I don't know. Maybe it's also just. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I think green tea. I feel like always seems like the healthiest tea, Mm -hmm. uh, based on pop science or my like (laughs) the overall profile of tea in my mind I always feel like people are like yeah you know green tea but yeah it's like people are I don't know it's
1: supposed to be good for your metabolism if you drink a cup a day
0: gotcha yeah I hear a lot I I mean so for me I think all tea is because you're just drinking you're drinking water but with like a little more uh there can't be anything but benefit to it I don't think yeah (laughs) Um, although, I mean, some of these with all the, I mean, I guess this does have some weird ingredients in it, which maybe those, like, I don't know. It seems per- this seems perfectly healthy.
1: It says it's healthy. <laughs> yeah, it says it's healthy.
0: It it's must be verified. Fair it's, labor. It's uh,
1: an ancient healing tea. Yeah. I
0: wait, try I to, that's why I try to drink different, I try to drink different teas. I, I, I am a big green tea fan as well. Emily, not so much. A little less of a green tea fan over mm-hmm. right
2: here. Uh, what's the deal with, uh, I don't know, wait, I was good, matcha.
0: Is as a kind of green tea. Okay. It is a style of preparation. It's uh it comes as a powder because it's like the technique of taking uh the tea leaves and basically grinding them down into this the powder. powder. Mm Mm-hmm. Um and uh
2: yeah, it's just basic it's basically green tea, but just a different way of preparing it yeah i did have some uh that's right i got a smoothie this morning and i had them put matcha in it wow i wasn't even like thinking about coming on the tea podcast
1: later (laughs) but you know did it change the flavor of the smoothie
2: uh i think there was a lot of stuff going on in the smoothie already was it a good smoothie it was it was uh it's like banana Mm, kale mm. some ginger yeah Yeah. ginger
0: Mm. where is it from
2: cafe madeline okay
0: uh yeah you were mentioning that to me recently weren't you yeah <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. you live I... in new york uh <laughs> and four days go to cafe madeline they'll also be out uh, open after that i guess yeah. but you know whatever shout out to you guys yeah <laughs> um then come to magnet theater
0: <laughs> subtract however many days in june you're at <laughs> uh, um,
1: <laughs> my nutritionist says i need to drink more smoothies and so i have all these ingredients to make smoothies but then I broke the lid to my smoothie cup, so I can't make smoothies anymore. Smoothie cup. Oh, man. I have like a little blender thing, but the, the thing to like travel like with ninja it. Uh, yeah. blender bullet? Or, yeah. Well, magic bullet.
0: Yeah. Okay. You have a magic bullet? I do. I have a magic bullet. Do you know that I have a magic bullet?
1: I don't know if I knew that.
0: Just, Just take his lid. I, uh, I, I think this will is off matt i'm gonna stick oh, your do, you, do you just is it just one of those like black yeah flat lids yeah you can have mine i oh. honestly don't even i never use it
1: oh i can't wait this will be great my nutritionist will be so happy
0: <laughs> um i have a magic bullet this is so isn't it weird how like <laughs> i just told the story i feel like yesterday i was talking about the magic bullet i have <laughs> mm-hmm. and now it's coming up again and rarely do i talk about my, my magic bullet but uh <laughs> i make smoothies like every day. Bananas. Strawberries, mango, Greek yogurt, coconut milk. I don't put any. I don't. I realizing I make it all with fruit, but that's okay. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't put like kale or anything in. Even though I like kale, I don't put any veggies. I just make it with uh, fruits.
1: When <laughs> I, I make smoothies, I do a banana, sh- strawberries and blueberries, and maybe raspberries, um, and agave, and. Mm. Greek yogurt. And I think that's everything. Oh. Although I've recently tried to start adding zucchini slash um, spinach. Zucchini? Yeah, my nutritionist said it's a good ingredient. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Zucchini
0: seems I good. really like my nutritionist. Technically a fruit. Um,
1: <laughs> it is not really? technically a fruit. It is it's a s- fruit. It's got
2: seeds in it. It's uh, a fruit. Yeah. So cucumbers then, also yeah. fruits. Yeah. Botanically, it. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. This is a big,
0: there's a big thread on this, uh, podcast. Uh, scientific fruit versus, uh, or, uh, yeah. Scientific slash botanical fruit versus culinary fruit. A culinary fruit is anything that, or a culinary vegetable rather, is anything that's a fruit that you cook with as if it's a vegetable. So cucumbers or squash or tomatoes would all be culinary vegetables. Mm. In fact, I made the, I made the summer reference earlier, but so like, uh, meteorological winter uh, summer, um, is actually like june july august um and it, it, it follows like exact month periods where whatever astrological yeah. seasons are different but it's like because that fluctuates it's harder for science it's not scientific enough <laughs> so in science winter is summer is different than the astrological signs or the
2: sun i guess it's the sun right yeah uh yeah i think i Read something about that, or I was watching the news. I mean, you know, uh, (laughs) two good ways of finding out. You (laughs) watch (laughs) the news. Yeah, read something. Watch the news. Uh, (laughs) Read the news. Watch the something. Uh, That yeah, it's that yeah. Since we based the astronomical summer off of uh, the equinoxes and solstices, 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 solstices. Uh, And that's yeah about how we're positioned in the regarding uh, you know around the sun versus just like the temperature yeah that's, that's why the one meteorological
0: one is like no it's just june to august yeah <laughs> which yeah. makes a little more sense hot months it's summer yeah
2: Ugh. Bing bong.
0: hot months isn't it interesting that we get you know in new york you get all the seasons but there are parts of the world where you it's just hot all year round but they still have summer and, and winter yeah the equator they have still summer winter spring fall doesn't mean a damn to them though. <laughs> yeah maybe this i guess the sun changes if you're living on the equator no the sun is the sun the same all year round for you
2: mm. i mean it can't be exactly the same but it's the difference between i guess shown on directly and across i don't know i don't know now i'm confused what? we well the next guest on this podcast needs to be from the equator mm. we need you guys to
0: let's do it do a expert. field trip to the equator (laughs)
2: that definable place oh that's a good
0: oh that's a good idea for for like a podcast not our podcast but like a podcast that just like the end of every one, they decide they need to travel to a new location and they actually go there
1: oh that sounds like an expensive podcast it's
0: expensive but it would probably be popular and if anyone wants to fund it I think the be, Patreon will be you do it like it's just somehow like you just naturally decide like by the end you have to figure out like what the next country you're supposed to go to is and like if this and, was an episode of that series by the end of it we go well I guess we have to go
2: to the equator and then you just like go yeah just organically through the conversation yeah in yeah Japan, wherever this is a good idea
1: hey guys um I love this conversation but let's get back to the tea a little oh, bit the tea. um is there anything else we want to say about the tea before we get on to our important question
0: um No, I think you can ask the question.
1: Or I can. I can. Steve, I have a question for you. It's the most important question you'll ever be asked. Yes. Is this (laughs) cup of tea, this Numi chocolate pura tea, is it your cup of tea or not your cup of tea?
2: Uh, I think it's my cup of tea. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. I felt conflicted at first. Uh, but I'm not like a tea drinker in hmm. general. So this is a tea that I would have again. Yeah. Here you go. That's solid. Takes. I think that's, <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going from zero to one is, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really, if you don't dislike the tea. You might as well say you, you like yeah.
2: it. <laughs> no. I mean, chocolate all the time. Maybe not a go-to, but uh, that's the only thing. Uh, I wonder. <laughs> am I walking back my, my cup of tea slowly yeah. but surely? You don't. I mean, I, I I rarely have the same tea.
0: Like, I drink tea all the time, but I don't drink like the same tea like two days in a row usually. Because uh-huh. I have so many teas, I just like we well, you know, I had that one yesterday. I'll have this one today.
2: I jump around. Uh, that makes that makes sense. You know. Um, yeah, Hopefully I yes. love chocolate.
1: I would have it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> you do have it every day, don't you? I do. Emily. Uh,
0: uh, do you consider Numi's chocolate pura tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea?
1: Matt, thank you so much for asking. Um, I, It's my cup of tea. It's chocolatey. It's warm. It's good. I'd have it again. It's
0: good. Like your answer, this tea is short and sweet.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, Matt. Should uh, I <laughs> <to> ask Matt? <laughs> Do you want to? You can if you want. Matt. Is this <laughs> Numi chocolate purée your cup of tea or not your cup of tea?
0: Thanks for asking, Steve. This I think, the first time a guest has ever asked the question, and I'm so glad somebody finally got our hints we wanted them to ask <laughs> us.
2: <laughs> yeah, other guests. <laughs> Just uh, let these guys do all the work.
0: This, uh, yeah, this is my cup of tea. It's good. It's like a uh, fun chocolatey <laughs> taste it's it's kind of we've had other chocolate puras yeah.
1: even on the podcast I don't know.
0: we had a, and it reminds me of those and i'm like these are all in, like the same boat for me <laughs> they're mm. good they're like it's like having a hot chocolate but one that you not that you have to feel guilty about having a hot chocolate but this is like a guilt-free hot chocolate <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't think yeah. i've ever had any guilt over drinking hot chocolate i usually have hot chocolate when i'm cold and i'm in an outside event like go to the zoo to see the zoo lights or go to a football game and my hands are cold
0: my favorite thing to do um, when I have to be outside for something cold is to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a large hot chocolate, and then go to a liquor store and buy a oh. uh, small bottle of like pepper, either peppermint schnapps or like just the mi- minty like Bailey's variety, and just mm-hmm. pour it in. And now you're having a little minty hot chocolate boozy hot fun beverage and you go to a christmas tree lighting this is like the best drink in the world
2: oh for sure that makes sense. i haven't
0: been to a christmas tree lighting in a while but uh when i used to freak out when them. that was the thing i used to do a lot <laughs>
1: <laughs> he'd go all the time he'd be so drunk
0: um it was a thing i used to, i actually did used to go all the time and would do what i just described um what changed <laughs> i moved to new york and i don't go to tree lightings anymore oh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah like, <sighs> i guess i could i feel like it'd be such a hassle here i don't know is there like a big christmas tree in central park or something or
2: there's the rockefeller center
0: yeah but that seems like
2: a disaster
1: i tried going yeah. to that one once and it was a disaster Yeah. so me and my friend once. just got dinner and that was nice
0: i because so, i used to go in boston i would go to the boston uh common and that's like a huge grassy area yeah there's like plenty yeah. of space so it, it was. It were, there would be a lot of people there, but it wouldn't be. You like, wouldn't be like shoulder to shoulder yeah, with people. Condensed, like yeah. Um, and that's the uh, oldest Christmas tree tradition in the country, I think. Something like that. Boston gets its tree from Nova Scotia because Boston sent firefighters up there during the uh, a, a big explosion they had. Uh, or uh, there's like a warship that exploded off the coast um, after a fire, and it like destroyed a significant portion of the town. And as, thanks, Nova Scotia sends a, a Christmas tree to Halifax. The Halifax Explosion, that's what it's called. I feel like
1: I've heard uh. this story, and I feel like I heard it from My Favorite Murder, but I don't know if that's true. Oh, I don't
0: know. But uh, yeah. because Boston helped in their time of need, uh, they send a Christmas tree down every year. And, uh, and then Boston
1: cool. throws it in the harbor. And yeah. then we
0: throw it in the harbor the last time I went, they had, like, a concert, and it was, like, uh, American Idol, like, people who have been on American Idol but didn't win <laughs> were, uh. like, the performers, and they would sing, like, Christmas songs. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> My stomach just grumbled.
0: When I said American Idol? Yeah.
1: Um, I'm just hungry for fame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, are we done with t I think so. t complete.
1: t done. Okay,
0: Steve. We brought you on this podcast for mainly one reason to figure out if comedians are always writers <laughs> but right. if there is a secondary reason <laughs> uh we had we asked you to bring a topic emily and i do not know what this topic is it is tbd to us as as we might say i was recently told we should uh we should emphasize that the tbd the to-be-determined aspect of our podcast more. I don't know if you knew that. Our our name is also kind of a pun. (laughs) Yeah. It's a subtle pun.
1: T-E-A-B-D.
0: But anyways, Emily, I do not not know your topic, but you know know your topic. What is that topic?
2: I have brought for discussion uh, (laughs) the demise, the rise and fall of... Sega. Sega. As a company. The video game company, Sega. The rise
1: and fall of the video co- game company, Sega. The yes. rise
2: and the
0: fall and the sort of current plateau they're at. And the
2: kind of, <laughs> yeah, the where they're just hanging out at currently as mm-hmm. a software manufacturer. All right. Uh, well, so some brief backstory on Sega. Uh, they started off as a company called Service Games uh, in like the, I want to say... 40s they were founded like around world war ii just to kind of like provide uh like coin operated slot machines to military bases like
1: gambling slot machines yeah
2: yeah (gasps) and
0: like service meaning military like military yeah yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: and uh so they were doing that for a while and then um they wanted to expand and uh you know, some years pass by. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you get from pin like yeah, slot machines to like pinball games to like the 70s and 80s roll around, and we're in the the video game craze, uh, and everybody's hopping into that. Um, so they had a couple of systems. Uh, I guess the first one was SG1000. This was like the early 80s. Then there was the Master System, which was kind of like contemporary with Nintendo's NES, but still wasn't like a big hit outside of japan uh i guess europe i think i was right here europe was in uh but when they first like the states really grabbed onto them for the sega genesis uh which was released in uh 1991 i'm not i'm just saying that confidently you, somebody can look i was it one years old it was
0: around the time the super nintendo came out yeah so like
2: early 90s yeah
0: um i was a super nintendo boy myself <laughs> at that point in my life i had to choose between sega let me tell you a quick
2: yes yeah yeah so
0: when i was uh, i was born in 1985 the same year i believe wait was that the year i'm trying to remember That was the year nintendo came into the u.s but uh when i was like two or three or whatever my parents bought a original nintendo my dad was very good at the original mario game one year for father's day we bought him mario 3 that was the last system my dad played video games on yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um but when i had my first communion raised catholic uh you get a bunch of money. People give you money for your your uh, First Communion. And um, I remember being in the car with my parents. And it was like kind of this thing where like, oh, you get to use your First Communion money to buy like what a new video game thing. And I was like super excited to get Super Nintendo. Like I was so uh, pumped about it because I was like Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo. <laughs> and then I remember my mom... St- like turning in the car it's so weird that i remember any of this <laughs> and being like and like suggesting the sega genesis like and it was like a thing that had never popped in my little kid brain because i i think i didn't know really about it or something or maybe yeah. i'd seen commercials but didn't really know but i had so long wanted a super nintendo that like i was like what and i had like I don't know, seven-year-old me existential crisis of like not being sure of myself anymore. Yeah. And I feel like my dad was like, no, he wants the Super Nintendo. And I was like, yeah, I do want a Super Nintendo. And that probably directed the rest of my life.
2: Well, yeah, because like at that time, uh, there wasn't so much competition. It was kind of like the brand loyalty was there because Nintendo hit first. And so like you were just playing Nintendo and it's like, oh, a new Nintendo's coming out. Yeah, He's Mario.
0: I want to play Mario.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, for me, I didn't even get my first uh, Genesis. I got that from my uncle who just like had a Genesis and then was like, oh, I don't think I play video games anymore. <laughs> and I'm was an like, adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, like I just hit that mark and it's like, there you go. Here you go. Uh, so, yeah. And that's that brings us to, uh, you know, Sonic, who finally. So This
1: is my one reference that I, in my head, uh, Sega and Sonic are are. Are tied in a knot
2: that they they are forever bound. Uh, Because uh, so Sonic became the mascot of Sega. Even though in the eighties when they had Master System, they tried to have like another mascot called Alex Kid, and that just never took off. So once Genesis worked, and they designed Sonic to be so much cooler than Mario, with his blue spikes and human teeth. Now uh, they wanted to be.
0: They were like, what? They were like, I remember being like, what are the most fun parts of Mario or something. And that's, like, why they came up with making him go fast, because it was, like, it, it's more fun to, like, go quickly through the levels or whatever.
2: <laughs> mm, that makes sense, yeah. I will
1: say, from an outsider's perspective, Sonic, way cooler than
2: Mario. Way Mario, than what Mario. is he, a
1: plumber? Yeah. Sonic is a fast little rodent.
2: He's a hedgehog. A hedgehog? That's yeah, a rodent, so a rodent, right? yeah. Sonic. Yeah, he wears sneakers. Yeah.
0: Not overalls. He does. Um, you guys are...
1: I'm killing just saying, me right now <laughs> overalls are on, With, uh, are trendy but not his there yeah. are, is a way to do overalls and he's not doing them right
0: we'll see where Sonic takes uh, Sega as this story of the rise and fall goes on because I'm pretty sure Mario is still doing pretty good right now. <laughs> yes uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I had that you know what you know what phrase got ruined is the the idea of a trump card. Isn't that like a ruined phrase?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Huh?
0: What did we say instead of a trump card now?
1: The Ace of Space. Uh,
2: no. One up. You just like a, like a one, one up one, up on somebody? Or?
0: Getting one up. And that's hard in this video game context because one ups are a thing in video games. Yeah. Because I want to say that my, my trump card is that Mario is still a hugely successful franchise where now Sonic looks like a weird dude, human teeth and et cetera. That. Anyways, sure. sure back sure. to the early 90s. <laughs>
2: uh, so, yes, the Genesis was uh, hit. Uh, it outsold the Super Nintendo. Wow, uh, wow, wow. For like a little bit, I'm sure. I think over time, the Super Nintendo caught I, up. I do believe that's probably, true. By the time they got, I don't even know specifically, but I feel like Sega was probably winning, and then like Super Nintendo got Star Fox, and then it was like, fuck, you got to get a Super Nintendo. Like, I don't know how f- early Star Fox was in, but I feel like when I had a Sega, Star Fox that's was what I was still like. Mm.
0: I can tell you. I'm Super pretty Nintendo. sure I know what game killed it. I think it's Donkey Kong Country.
2: Oh,
0: because uh, that was like, I remember Donkey Kong Country being such a huge deal, and it's like also the most graphically advanced game for the at the time. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. Star Fox was like pretty advanced. Although I never played the Super Nintendo Star Fox, uh, I didn't get into it till Nintendo's 64. The re like yeah, release Star Fox it. 64. Yeah, um, it's the same game, which is better graphics, <laughs> um. uh, basically. Uh, but donkey kong and i even watched a thing about how donkey kong was considered like the killer of it because they made three donkey kong country games and they're all like huge hits uh. i love donkey kong country also
2: <laughs> yeah well and then also so uh so sega has like the success of the genesis and yeah. is doing well and i just it, it seems like they don't know what to do like after it so they don't they don't know and we're still so early i think in the his like Video games as a whole in the console cycle that we haven't figured out like how long do video game systems stick around before we make like a whole new mm-hmm. generation of them? Yeah, because they tried the Sega CD, which was like an add-on that let you play these like games that were c- based on CD. A lot of them were like like used a uh, full it was called full motion video, but it was like live actors. And then you'd like be able to like select like a little bit of action. So it'd be like cut scene with an actor. And then an actor is like, Oh, you need to go through the tunnels. And you pre- like <laughs> sewer shark, specifically the game that I, I uh, one of the games I played on Sega CD is like a dude. You're, you're a guy in a tunnel, just going through tunnels. And every like 30 seconds, somebody who's cuts in is like, Oh, take the, take the left. And like, you have like this commissioner who's like calling you like a dog breath or some shit uh and you just and, and it was it was cool because i was like uh 10 and i didn't realize how like overall this is a pretty lame experience but
1: oh <laughs> to be 10
2: yeah uh so they were trying to do that and that was it it wasn't the most successful thing because yeah, the game quality wasn't that great
0: well because and um uh, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, i didn't own any of this stuff <clears throat> oh excuse me but i've i've actually watched like a lot of videos about old sega stuff so you'd have like the sega genesis and then the sega cd was like an attachment to the side of it so you yes. you weren't yeah. buying like a new thing but you also you were basically doubling or maybe like a third larger yeah <laughs> you're yeah. adding this whole extra thing so your system was much larger
2: exactly yeah it, so it would be like you'd have the genesis uh which there was like the big one that first came out and they made a smaller genesis uh but then you, the sega cd was just like a added on little cd drive you just hook to the side of it it's Um, like imagining
0: adding like an external hard drive to a computer or something like that yes yeah that would be the the equivalent something like that
2: (laughs) so they did that they also did a thing called the 32x which was another add-on where they're just using the old sega and telling you to but like pay like a hundred dollars to maybe play uh you'd stick it like in the cartridge slot of the uh, old sega genesis and you could play some thirty-two X games, so it would be like Doom would look better than like it would on a Genesis. It was still like, was not working out.
0: And that was still like I remember seeing pictures of this. So like yeah. So you have the Genesis, which looks like a normal video game console, about normal size. Then you add the C D to the side of it, and then it's like got this extra growth on its side. And then you add the thirty two X on top, which is this big like bulbous thing you put on the top of it. So if you have like all three of them going, your system, it's this monster it just looks like this it's weird monster. An ugly
2: pile of uh, black plastic. <laughs> it
0: looks it looks like a it looks like more like a toy, like a sci-fi playset or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: very weird looking.
1: Steve, did you have all of these pieces?
0: I did not have a thirty-two X. Right. Uh I feel like they weren't that popular. Like no. it was like a last ditch effort.
2: Yeah, the thirty-two like, X might have came out after the Sega CD um. And the reason they said 32X was because it was supposed to be 32 bits, which was the next generation of consoles. So Sega is... Uh, well, starting from Nintendo, that's like 8-bit. Then Sega's 16-bits. And then Genesis so, and Super Nintendo are the 16-bit era. And, and then PlayStation's then,
0: 32. Yeah.
2: PlayStation. And uh, so after all this worked out, and well, it didn't work out, they finally hopped into the next generation, which was the Sega Saturn. And... The Sega Saturn was supposed to be. Uh, it, first of all, it was announced before the PlayStation, so there is a conference called E3 oh, that yeah. every, every it's like the big gaming convention of the year where all the companies showing their new products and stuff. Uh, so it was like 1995, and I was five. All right, <laughs> good, good. So yeah, you guys want to keep everyone centered in my life? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm I'm an old person. Uh- <laughs> so is Matt. Uh, oh yeah, he's older. oh thanks matt hey guys (laughs) so uh at e3 of 1995 they just uh they announced the sega saturn like to buy at the conference pretty much they're like hey here's our new system it's going on sale like in the next month or so and it's going to be 400 dollars."
0: yeah they basically wanted to
2: beat out the playstation
0: yeah i remember also like developers were mad because the it was supposed to come out like six months later or something and a bunch of people hadn't finished their games yet and they were like, what's going on?
2: Yeah, and ultimately it plants the seed that probably helped destroy Sega as a as a company. Uh, I'll get to that later. The Sega <laughs> Saturn, yeah, it didn't go well because they launched earlier. They said they were $400. Then PlayStation was like, oh, cool, we'll be $300. Yeah. Just, and, you know, once you say that. Uh, and then the developers being pissed off. So also a lot of the first round of games weren't that good. Because they people didn't have it. time to yeah finish them, um
1: what are some games more sonic oh games man. Or- did you have did you have a Saturn?
2: I did have a Saturn the I also sonic. ended up I feel like I got all my consoles like three years after, like when they were cheaper, uh, so like I got a Sega CD when Saturn was out, and I was like, oh, cool, sixty dollars for another Sega thing, not realizing that I was actually like behind, but yeah well, sometimes it's okay, <laughs> yeah um what Saturn games oh so that's where you get um, fighting games like Virtua Fighter Um, that's like one of the first 3D fighters Um,
0: oh yeah so Sega also tries to be more mature than Nintendo they're trying to like outdo them in they have more fighter games. They have like more bloody games. Where Nintendo is
2: like, "No, no, no, no." Yeah.
1: Was Sonic bloody and fighty? No
2: no. no. no, no. Sonic was just cooler, you know. Uh, still still bad, cooler just, than just Mario. More extreme.
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> still yeah. cooler. Cuz the commercials were this way too. It was like like they like Sega would have commercials like taunting Nintendo about how much cooler they are than Nintendo. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there was a slogan that definitely said, uh, what? Genesis, Genesis does, Nintendo don't. Yeah. Oh you like puns. So yeah, yeah. Shots fired. That, that was the original reason I don't like puns. They're I'm, they're, they're disin uh, Nintendo. I hate
0: puns. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Those fucking puns. <laughs>
2: uh yeah, so trying to be the cooler system. Uh yeah, Virtual Fighter, like Daytona USA. Uh those are like I, I'm sure there's somebody that's going to be pissed about the other ones that I'm not mentioning. Clockwork, uh, Clockwork Night was a game I played, which is also like a platformer where you're like a medieval toy soldier and you have like a key that's kind of like a sword. Uh, and there's a Sonic game, right?
0: Sonic. Was that Sonic Two or Sonic and Knuckles? Was that Saturn? No, nah, that was Genesis. What was Sonic the one that Knuckles.
2: was? Uh, I don't know if the Saturn even got a proper Sonic game. It uh, Might have been the one where they just like were like, never mind, we're skipping it. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, they were doing Sonic games on Sega CD, uh, so they did like Sonic Spinball. But I think they wanted to do a 3D Sonic, maybe for Saturn, but it just never got there. Maybe hardware-wise. Yeah.
0: Um, Was uh Spyro on that Saturn? That's a PlayStation. That's all only on PlayStation. Well, later came to Nintendo and stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is all—it's—it's it's all Nintendo or not Nintendo to me. <laughs> I see that now. Yeah, the more when you ask, is Spyro on thing? I'm like, oh.
2: Yeah, um, although now that
0: you said it, I I, I recall this as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, the Saturn really didn't have, like, any... Aside from, like, a lot of their biggest games were the arcade games that just were ported to the console. Like, yeah, games that like Virtua, Virtua Fighter, Daytona USA, those are all games that you play in the arcade, and they're like, oh, we have a system that you can play at your house now. Uh, but moving along, yeah, Sega Saturn just doesn't really work out. PlayStation uh, came in, I don't know, did... Uh, See, I didn't have a PlayStation, so I don't know really what put them over the top. What games? Um, yeah, I mean, like, Metal Gear Solid, but I feel like by that point, Saturn was already dead. Um,
0: Metal Gear Solid, Crash, Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot, that was, like, there. There's the Spyros, My-
2: yeah. Thing. Uh, I will say Grand Theft Auto, and, um, uh... Oh, but those know. are later. Like, the Grand Theft Auto, like, it would be Grand uh, Theft Auto 3, and that was, like, 2001. Final Fantasy. <laughs> Okay. Night. Yeah, that might be more. That uh, was
0: cuz those are Final Fantasy used to be a Nintendo franchise or not, not owned by Nintendo, but was all on Nintendo systems and then it was a big news when they were like, okay, now we're making PlayStation games and not Nintendo and it was like a huge fight <laughs> uh, between Square and um, I that, don't yeah.
1: sorry. I don't 100% know when this happened, but I remember my brother getting a PlayStation when I was like between 5 and 8. I also remember him playing Tomb Raider, but I don't know if that's uh, true. Oh, yes. Tomb Raider. But that feels right. Because then Tomb Raider, the movie came out with Angelina Jolie. Yeah.
2: yeah. Tomb Raider was another one of those games no. uh, that <laughs> it worked for very... I mean, I guess Tomb Raider was actually a good game for his time Tomb too. still <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Also, uh, Twisted Metal, I remember being
2: a game oh, people yeah. played. Yeah, Twisted I played Metal it. was great. Um, and all my friends had PlayStation, so I would go over there and play like, Yeah those game like the twisted metals or uh, uh tony hawk but i think that's a little further down Maybe, the timeline yeah. at that point um so. i remember it very i remember the big
0: feud between playstation and, or the playstation in nintendo 64 was uh because final fantasy was on playstation and legend of zelda was on nintendo 64 and that was like because they're not too dissimilar of games like stylistically mm. and that was like a big uh depending on which was your more favorite franchise you might lean one way or the other Mm -hmm. of buying one (laughs) yeah Uh,
2: um
0: so no one wanted a saturn (laughs) yeah i
2: was was, was like and i'm like and i i don't know what really brings you to a saturn uh, after the arcade games that you got to play at your house Um,
1: so just to summarize in playstation versus sega round one playstation one yeah just want to summarize for the list playstation
0: beat everyone back the play the the playstation beat like nintendo 64 i mean i would if i was to be given one of those three those are the three like the saturn the playstation and the nintendo 64 were all the direct competitors of each other even though they didn't completely overlap in their existence but uh for me i'd still take a nintendo 64 uh over having a playstation uh, but PlayStation was like, I think, far and away the
2: best selling of the three. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so too. Um, it was cutting edge. It was cool. You could yeah, I think played It, 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 it <laughs> did have like the coolness, you know. I like Sega kind of gave the blueprint of how to fight Nintendo, quote unquote, or just to like market yourself as like not the kids system. Yeah, more like yeah, like college or whatever, you know. Uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, which is a lot of like people being like lusty for Lara Croft, which was a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the I, protagonist of tomb Raider. Exactly. Uh, I remember the news about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Like people being up in arms about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was certainly a thing they were doing on purpose <laughs> to make the boys horny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get 14 year boys to pick their system over somebody else's.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh I played tomb Raider on the PC back when I played PC games. So weird.
1: I played Sims. Sims. And Roller Coaster Tycoon. Ooh,
0: I liked Roller, t- roller Coaster Tycoon. Roller was good. Nice.
1: I never had any of these systems, but I did play computer games.
2: I uh, I played... Um... And your brother wouldn't share?
1: I just didn't get under... I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> Every <laughs> time I've ever tried to play video games, just, I'm just bad at them. Mm-hmm. My yeah, brother, I, I don't know if he would have shared. I was a lot younger than him. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. I think he would have shared. I think he did try to share. <laughs> I love you, Christopher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening and being like,
1: I tried. Um, I just wasn't good at them, and then I was really into Sims. I was really good at Sims. I liked to build houses. I liked to, I liked to send them over to other people's houses. Well, I liked like, to get them all, all canoodling. <laughs> I, remember,
0: yeah. I remember thinking the PlayStation controller when I first played it was like. Confusing because it's like a lot. There's a lot going on on a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Because well that's <laughs> More that's buttons. the first time we see the dual joystick. Uh, the dual joystick, which actually, oh, came, actually a came later. Late. Yeah. That's well, right.
0: I, I think they were both for the original PlayStation, but yeah, the the ones with the joysticks came a little later. But it had yeah, like i the, forgot about that. Yeah. Did it have the double triggers already or not?
2: Yeah, I think it had it had to have had like the triggers and everything because um, that would be a crazy redesign to just be the face buttons and then. Well,
0: originally it was just L and R, and then it became L R. The one and two. L yeah, L one, L two.
1: L R H L Ron Hubbard. Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh I don't yeah, I don't remember.
2: Uh, uh but I had forgotten that yeah, the joystick was the joysticks were like a second edition kind of thing.
0: Is the dual shock. Cause then even like GameCube uh GameCube controller didn't even have L one L two yet. Um it took a little while longer for that to exist. Mm. GameCube had L R and then Z, which was oh, just yeah, one Z. button in the back. Mm-hmm. Or they're, yeah, and there, yeah. uh, L R Z. Yeah, I guess I guess Nintendo sixty four was that way too. L R and Z.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Man, and, controllers were so weird until everybody just realized just make them pretty. St- well, Nintendo's doing their own thing all well, the na- time. And, and well,
0: now all- I think the best controller right now is the Switches Pro Controller um it's like a it's like slightly different than uh i have one right next to me <laughs> um it's like a it's it's very reminiscent of uh xbox yeah yeah but it's like uh it just it's got a really nice grip and the button layout is just like perfect on it um it's my current favorite controller out there i'm also a big gamecube controller fan uh yeah. those are one of my favorites I i have those in this room <laughs> i every controller
2: even the switch though yeah like i think that's what i feel like is like everything kind of settled to kind of the standard i mean yeah xbox kind of uh we all we stopped with all the crazy shapes like nintendo feel i felt like they were they were doing different things for reasons they
0: saw the joy cons on the
2: switch like the really small controllers but oh yeah yeah Yeah. that's true yeah Nintendo, like and that's yeah nintendo's always uh marching to the beat of their own drum yeah. And that's why they...
1: I know that Wii mm. controller.
2: N- Nintendo don't know more.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Now
0: Nintendo does everything.
1: <laughs> Matt, um, I think we need to have a conversation. Um, I'm, I'm leaving the podcast for that pun. <laughs> no. Bye. See you later.
2: <laughs> um, all right. Back uh, to the 90s. Back to yes, the 90s. Yes, yes. Back to the 90s. So, uh, yes. Saturn. Ah, not a not a great process. Not not uh, not a win. Pretty much, yeah. That round goes to PlayStation. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll I'll
0: one more thing. So also the Saturn in the U.S. So the 32X I believe only came out in the U.S. and it came out like a year before the Saturn. And so yeah. they like sp- they kind of screwed themselves. Like in a, like so, a lot of people don't own the 32X because it got cannibalized by like the grand message of what Sega did to itself was basically cannibalize its own market.
2: Yes. Every, every year Uh, they released like an add on to Genesis up until the year they make the Saturn pretty much.
0: Like Nintendo. So Nintendo in Japan actually did some kind of similar stuff. Like they would add like disc drives to things. Like there was a disc drive even for like the super Nintendo, um, the reason there is a PlayStation is that originally Nintendo was working with Sony on creating an add-on for the Super Nintendo that read CDs, and then Nintendo like, cut them loose, and Sony took their technology and went off and made PlayStation. Yeah, I bet
1: they rue that day.
0: Probably. Oh,
2: man, yeah.
1: Can you imagine?
0: Although, actually, Nintendo is worth quite a bit of money these days, <laughs>
2: which is I'm not saying they're nuts. not. I'm just saying they could be um, worth
1: even more.
2: Yeah. Or they uh, could have just like, not let Sony get into the gaming space. But would they have innovated
0: the way they did if, then, yeah. if they didn't have a competitor like Sony? Um, and <laughs> uh, so I'm grateful for that all happened. Let's the go com- back. Competition and, is great.
1: Let's get a time machine. Let's go back and let's see what happens. No, if- I don't
0: want to see it. I like the present we're in.
1: <laughs> nope, I'm doing it. I'm, it's already done.
2: <laughs> yep, let's do it. Um, let's have Sony develop a drive for the Sega in one well. uh,
0: But in the US, none of these like Japanese add-ons came over here whereas like sega what so like in the u.s if you own a super nintendo that was it you just had a super nintendo and that continued on for years and actually when they made um games like um, Star Fox, they added a special chip into the cartridge of the game enhancing its capabilities instead of like making people buy an add-on they mm-hmm. were like no let's just make this like a super powered cartridge and they actually did that for a few games afterwards um but that's how they like got around that whole thing and I think that really helped them that people, yeah, they didn't have to buy a new attachment every year. <laughs> yeah. It's like you bought a Super Nintendo and it was good for the next like five years. <laughs> yeah.
2: Though they did, uh, when did Virtual Boy happen? Because that uh, was like, so I'd say that would be their That is their, their biggest failure. black mark. Uh, yeah. 96, something. But that was supposed it's to be before, like. That's between the, yeah.
0: It, that was like, because <laughs> Virtual Boy is supposed to be a portable system. So it was in the same line as like Game Boys. Uh. Um. Even though it wasn't really all that portable,
2: <laughs> yeah, you had to have like a stand. Yeah, and, uh, it was considered. But it was like goggles that you played the game on. It was like a red and black screen inside of goggles. Yeah, uh, it was. A and big all I day. remember was was that I feel like the only game I feel like maybe I played was Mario Tennis created on that or something. Or
0: there was a game called yeah, it wasn't called Mario Tennis that was like it if it it was something similar to that, like Mario plays tennis or something like uh, that. Yeah. There's also a Wario game on that. Um, I don't know. I never, that's the only, Nintendo, it's the only Nintendo system I do not own is a Virtual Boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a failure. Back to it Sega. <laughs> um,
1: it's, I, can, can I blame that on its name? That's a dumb name. Virtual Boy? Well, it's supposed to be well, Virtual Reality. I know, but it's oh, a Oh, and dumb Game name. Boy.
2: Virtual Reality Game Boy. Yeah, that's what it's about. Uh, in the 90s, saying Virtual was very cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, as a, a child of the 90s i'm not i'm just saying it's a dumb name yeah
2: no no it, it's very clunky it's friendly. what are you
1: a virtual boy
2: but even ga- i mean game boy is kind of a dumb name if you really break it
0: down
1: yeah but at least it's yeah it it's game it's a game yeah the it,
0: sega's one was called game gear is that a good name or a bad name what do you think it's badass
1: um yeah
0: it's badass in that it sucks six double a batteries in like <laughs> 20 minutes or whatever um
1: uh I, you can continue on your story, but I just remember that I, I, the only Nintendo thing I ever really owned was a purple Game Boy that I played Tetris and Pokemon on.
2: I will, that, we and were- that's the thing about Game Boys. I think Game Boys, I mean, they were just, you had a couple of games and you could just have a Game Boy. And then it's just perfect for like that. Nintendo works very well in that like casual uh, game is fun. Like just yeah. get in, get out, have a good
0: time. Yeah, if we can rewind a little bit on this Sega thing, like they put out the Game Gear, which is technically far superior to the Game Boy. It could play in color, had a mm-hmm. backlit screen, mm-hmm. could play more enhanced games, um, and it didn't do that well. Like even though the Game Boy was far inferior, people were still like, "I want my Game Boy, <laughs> give me a Game Boy." Yeah, and it just shows. And also, like Game Gear also sucked bad. Like literally, I think it was six AA batteries and had like a three-hour battery life. Somewhere. where Game Boy was like four double A batteries and it would last you like 12 hours or something like, or, or 20 hours or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it kind of was this thing where it's like, it doesn't matter how powerful or badass it is if people don't want to play it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. If there's nothing that... Also, I mean, you're just sucking down so batteries much like money. that.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll have to buy batteries.
2: Uh, and also, I think it was also... we were With all the hardware-driven like advancements that Sega tried to put out they were probably making people spend a lot of money on games before we got used to spending money on games. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like a $400 system now. uh, Well, I guess those, those actually way more than $400, but $400 in like 1995 for like a video game system to talk your parents into that. With it, I that's mean, that's a tough conversation i don't even know what 400 dollars
0: is in 2019 money i mean i feel like the inflation on that must be crazy I yeah, looking yeah. up like and i think super nintendo was something like 150 dollars or something like that and we're thinking like wow well, it's so cheap but then i like check for inflation it's like oh it actually would be like 300 dollars now which is in line with what everything is um
1: i'm trying to look yeah. this up
2: guys. yeah yeah i mean because ps4s are like you know 400 if you get like a standard model or whatever.
0: I feel like when PlayStation Four and Xbox One came out new, weren't they like five and six hundred dollars each? If you bought like the the like one with like 10, 10, Xbox had like Kinect or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and they yeah they were like super expensive because they were trying to they were basically trying to tap into the the Wii's uh, motion control stuff.
1: If you guys are curious, mm-hmm. a four hundred dollar system in nineteen ninety five would cost six hundred and seventy dollars and seventy three cents.
2: Yeah, that'd be the
0: most expensive console out there now. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Well, not as far off as I like could have thought it would be.
0: Yeah, still a lot though.
2: Yes, very much a lot, Uh, especially for what you would be getting versus now. You get media it's a media player with like
0: no launch titles or anything either. Like, or like, like if you bought like a brand new Xbox One when it came out, you're getting like the new Halo game or something. Mm -hmm. It's like that is like you weren't even getting a Sonic game. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, So sad. Wait, let's go back uh, to the
1: story of Sega
2: so uh yes releasing saturn, the yeah. saturn uh early uh, releasing the Saturn early pissed off um along with developers retail chains so um in nineteen ninety nine they released nine. the the dreamcast uh which is the first of the uh well it's more powerful than the Nintendo 64. It's the first of the generation of games of like... So, its contemporaries will be the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox. GameCube, um, probably. In the GameCube, yeah. yes.
0: I, I did not forget the Nintendo system. I swear I didn't. It came out two years later. It's a, Dreamcast is 99.
2: Uh, GameCube is 2001. Yeah. And PlayStation 2 is 2000. Yeah. Uh, and Xbox is... Oh, no. Xbox is like 2000, 2001, something like that. Yeah. Um, and... uh by pissing re- retailers off the uh you guys do you guys remember k b toy store
1: oh I do there was mm-hmm. one in our mall at R- the River Valley mall I
2: believe it was founded in
0: Massachusetts
1: if I'm not mistaken ah
2: it feels very like New England <laughs> um they refused to carry Sega games because they were burned wow. by the Saturn burn that bridge so already yeah that's a that's a whole and that's back when that still meant something um <laughs> I mean I guess I don't know if Walmart had an issue but so that's the beginning of their their failure. They're losing money. Um, the Dreamcast was a success. It was the it was like... Because it's only three years after the launch of um, Nintendo 64. 64 came out in 96, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. So the graphical advantage was like a lot better um, in those three years. The launch titles for that were Sonic Adventure. So that was the first time you got a 3D Sonic... Um, to be like comparable to Mario sixty four. This fur was so real. Uh, (laughs)
1: It
0: was was all right. (laughs) It's the first system with uh, internet capabilities as well. If Mm I or fully full internet capabilities, there were ones before that that had some internet capabilities.
2: Yes, you could. Um, they had titles like, um, oh, also EA stopped working with, uh, Sega because of the Sega Saturn. So. Coming into the Dreamcast, uh, EA had the EA Sports has the EA Sports franchises like football, Madden, basketball, NBA Live. Sega had to create all their own franchises, uh, and they were really good games. But still, the pedigree of like Madden and stuff like that, just people would go to another system for those games. Yeah. Um, so those were solid titles. Uh, and so I'd they, say
0: that's when they started like the 2k sports. Mm-hmm. That's what I was like on the dreamcast, right?
2: Yeah. To 2k like, sports, compete. 2k sports, um, because they had to make their own, own franchises.
1: Like NBA 2k. Mm-hmm. All right. Just want to make sure.
2: Yeah. And that's the, if anything came from the dreamcast, uh, era, it is the NFL, two, the NBA 2k franchise, NFL 2k also a really good, uh, franchise, but, uh, the NFL sold their, you have exclusive rights yeah. to uh, exclusively to Madden. Uh, it used to be that they would sell their so rights good. to multiple
0: companies, mm. but then they switched to just doing the one license. It's also the same with Star Wars. They had single licenses to EA, Electronic Arts. Oh. Uh, so only this one company gets to make Star Wars, Star games Wars games, and football games. And football
2: games. EA yeah, is never going to go. Star out
1: Wars of football games.
0: Do you think the Do you think the profit will ever disappear in Star Wars and football? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh oil will go faster than those two
0: yeah
1: oh we can only hope
2: <laughs> yeah that's real
0: uh
1: well got real serious for a second
2: uh
0: what else was there i remember playing Dreamcast. i had a friend who had a dreamcast like he was super into it uh, yeah well we were we had to be people were really we, yeah. uh,
2: there was uh there was like a lot of cool games there was um i feel like the relationship between crazy taxi between like Japan and America releases was also like really good because uh, up until around that era, a lot of the games that would come out in Japan wouldn't come to America or just there would be like titles that wouldn't be ported because they just feel like the American audience wouldn't be into them. Um, there was a game called Power Stone by Capcom that was really good. I remember Power Stone. It's I've like a four-player that. fighting game where you get to use the environment and throw things. Uh, and this, I don't know if this is before Super Smash Brothers. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. N- no. Probably, was...
0: 99, 2000. Yeah. 99 was a smash. I think that's when the first smash came out, and I have to look it up. In but...
1: 2000, I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice. that your
0: birthday's in uh, January, because it means you were that age for, like, that whole year.
1: Yeah. For all but five days. <laughs> nice. Um, my brother had just graduated high school.
2: Okay. I don't in think... In 2000?
1: He... Yeah. No, in 99. In 99. Oh. Um... Oh, that is a huge gap. Yeah. Um, He, I don't think, had a Sega. 99
0: was the first Super Smash Brothers, so they came out like the same-ish time. Same
2: era, yeah. Um, So the Dreamcast is going well up until pretty much the PlayStation 2 comes out. And then what uh, brings that down, I mean, the PlayStation 2 was the first home console to offer a DVD player.
0: Oh, that was the big thing. The big thing about the PlayStation 2
2: is that it was like one of the cheapest ways to get... A DVD player into your house, mm. or at least most accessible. Um, and yeah. also coming off the back of the success that was the PlayStation, uh, it was just inevitable. Uh, but yeah. back on the Sega side of things, there was
1: can the, I ask you one question? I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, on the Dreamcast, did they use CDs or did they use like I'm
0: Like gonna, a cartridge? Like
1: cartridge, yeah. Uh,
0: they were CD based. It okay. was Saturn was also CD based, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay.
1: No, I'm up. Now I'm up to date. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um yeah, it was a good system. They had uh one of the probably the biggest, I want to say blockbuster innovative game of theirs was a game called Shinmu. Um yeah. which cost uh reportedly 70 million to make. Um which was the story it was it was a technological achievement. It was the one of the first games where it was like you live in a world. So this is about a year before grand theft auto three to have a game where you just like live in a neighborhood and you walk through towns. There's just people to interview, you go into stores, weather changes, all these things are uh, very revolutionary uh, at the time, but it also cost a lot of money. And at that point the PlayStation two had released. So dreamcast was kind of already coming up on its last legs. Like to have such a big game, but it was still such a weird game. I don't think it, appealed to enough people there was that and there was another game called seaman where you raise a uh quote a seaman which is (laughs) sounds like semen, not semen. it's like a fish it's like a fish with a person's face on it
1: like in that movie where she has sex with that fish shape of water thank you
2: i have not seen it
1: i have also not seen it which is why i couldn't remember its name
0: i saw it best picture two years years ago
1: i haven't seen any of those movies
2: yeah I saw them all that year. Uh, C-Man was just a weird game. They, bu- uh, they, bu- they thought it was going to be like, I don't know. They I think that was one where they thought this could translate. And people were not ready for it after, I guess, maybe following Pokemon and Tamaguchi Tamagotchi's. You I mean, think that maybe people want to raise an animal, but it's still too weird. It was I, still too weird, I think.
0: Uh, Sega has, over the years, had a lot of judgment issues. <laughs> I understand it's like a lot of... So... Uh, Sega of America and Sega of Japan don't, like, communicate that well with each other. Oh, and that's, yes. like, a big problem. Uh, and that's why things would get released weird or they'd be like, this will be the next big game. But, like, even, like, it's really pretty hard to come up with, like, a brand new, st- like, game, like the Shenmue game. Like, you really need to stick with, like, something that you know people are going to love. Like, they really needed, like a kick-ass Sonic game to, like, lure everyone in. But, yeah. like... Or, you know, some other... I guess it's, like, Sega really... Maybe it's a, on the Genesis they relied too heavily on Sonic, so they didn't go off and make enough, like, other big properties. Fr- I mean, they yeah. tried, yeah. but I think just nothing ever stuck. Stuck. Where, like, Nintendo has, like, Mario, five big ones. Zelda, Donkey Kong. Uh,
2: Metroid. Came, Metroid. Metroid, like...
0: Star Fox. Smash Brothers. Like, they've got these franchises that like oh you can have different companies working on all of them release them all like one year this year this year it takes the pressure it takes
2: the pressure off of your one Mm -hmm. main flagship title being the good title so like even if there is a bad mario game in there you have a good Zelda game still to get you through i don't know how people like felt about super mario sunshine but i felt like that was one of the ones where people were like i don't know what's happening here
0: yeah i was i was lukewarm to that game myself or uh but then Twilight Princess was Luigi's great. Mansion. Launch title for yeah. the GameCube. Yeah. I Luigi?
1: Played. Less cool than Sonic.
0: He's fighting ghosts in this. Ghosts, hate ghosts are
1: scary.
2: <laughs> Luigi, cooler than Mario. Cooler I'll say than it. Mario. Yeah, I'd say I'll so. Say Green
1: it. is a cooler color.
2: And he's tall.
0: <laughs> and taller people are always cooler. Uh, <laughs> Shorter people.
2: Isn't that how it um, works?
0: Three, three not tall people. I won't say any of us are short here, but Thank none you. of us are tall.
1: I would consider myself short. I can't reach anything. My dad's six three and I'm not even close and I'm so mad at him all the time about it. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one question before you go back to your story. Mm-hmm. As a kid, would you have considered yourself a Sega kid?
2: Yes, yeah. Uh, because I ha- so my first console wasn't Nintendo, but then I got the Genesis from my uncle. Then I'm there. And I got then I'm getting the Sega CD, Sega Saturn. I do go. I got a sixty four, uh, and that was like a ve- awesome. Nintendo 64 was probably the
0: freaking uh, Golden Eye,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, Perfect Dark, <laughs> Perfect Dark. Uh, oh, uh, I got Perfect Back Dark. Right there. I saw it when I walked in, and I was like, <laughs> I feel at home. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Perfect Dark. They had really good wrestling games. N64 was was I great. Had no
0: mercy, WWE, no mercy mm-hmm. got down
2: there. <laughs> um, but I still, but I, I think I had that feeling of like I could like Sega is the underdog by like 1999, Sega. Like this is kind of and this is why the Dreamcast does end up being their last system, is that it is kind of like the last hurrah. Because the the Sega Saturn, even playing that and going to school to talk about it, nobody's there to really there's no bond of like yeah. Sega Saturn. Um and you can see I mean by by the time that then sixty four is coming out in ninety six, Sega Saturn's probably dead yeah. or on his way out. So And Super Mario sixty four was so awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. the first
0: fully three D. 3D- like platformer game it was yeah. Mario 64 and it blew everyone's minds. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> launch title. It's um, all about those launch titles. got
2: to have the launch titles. So hey. uh oh, what Dreamcast can t- uh yeah, I feel the 70 million dollars for Shinmu that probably didn't work out well. The creator of Shinmu was also the creator of like a lot of the hallmark titles on Sega Saturn like I think he did um Virtual Fighter I don't know. I'm not going to say stuff. that. But uh, Yu Suzuki. And like, so this was like his passion project to sink so much money in. And uh, com- it, goes, uh, it comes out. They end up releasing a sequel to it, Shenmue 2. But at that point, and that's in like 2000, 2001, the Dreamcast is dead. Uh, just slowing down releases yeah. until like Japan and Europe were still having releasing Dreamcast games. But it was done in America.
0: Uh, uh a small but cult-like following i'd say they people were dedicated people love it people who had dreamcast loved them yeah it's very upsetting well because <laughs> technologically and, it was so advanced
2: but yeah dreamcast it was a game that really just if it was on a better company because w- yeah. when, when i look back i realize it is sega's fault that they had like they had the system that could have I guess, change things or at least last. They didn't have to die, but they had fucked up so much by then. Like you said, cannibalizing the market, uh, the Saturn, losing uh, KB, but losing EA with everything that happened in the Saturn. So by the time Dreamcast comes around, it's cool being the newest system and having a Sonic game, but it wasn't sustainably... I guess, bringing people to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You got to put that DVD player in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then once the DVD player comes in the next year with the PlayStation, PlayStation two, Dreamcast looks obsolete that quick. Yeah. Although mm-hmm.
0: somehow the GameCube succeeded and also did not have a DVD player.
2: That's, and then, yeah, Nintendo learned to like, Hey, just be your, just be so different from.
0: Yeah. That was the beginning of Nintendo being like weird. They put yeah. a handle on their system so you could carry it around.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to let somewhere here too.
1: I had a question. Uh, Oh, so what are they doing now? Like, how do I play a Sonic game now?
2: So, uh, after the demise of the Dreamcast. R.I.P. Pour one out. (laughs) Yes. uh, In, uh, I want to say, what, 2001, probably by then? 11 years old? They (laughs) became primarily a, no, no, it's definitely after 2001, because they made 2K games up until 2K2 on the Dreamcast. So, oh, no, that would still be like 2001, because they would title them a year ahead uh they they, might,
0: yeah. they could have also been like well all right let's move on
2: <laughs> yeah they just regressed into a software company so now they just license sonic out to nintendo all the time
0: and there's a game called Mario and Sonic Go to the Olympics so now they're friends so now they're friends
2: are
1: they yes. on the same are they in the same country competing or are there no? I, countries I've never played just...
2: these games. Never know. played this game. I don't, I don't know. Well, it comes out. But he's like in Super Smash are... Brothers, and so- yeah, Sonic's just uh, a character that gets licensed now. And he's in a bad movie that we <laughs> presume and he's they're going to
1: redesign him.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. In all fairness, I mean, this now we're all aware of the Sonic movie way more than we probably were before. We hated his teeth or whatever. Yeah, but I'm not going to see this movie. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> Why I <would> mean, I... <laughs> even I just think... I brought Sega to the table. I'm not going <laughs> to go see the, Sonic <laughs> the movie. The teeth
1: is very weird.
0: The teeth are
2: weird.
1: The fur is like But also, like, it's fine. Like a kids'
2: movie. I just, I don't know. I, don't, I don't, you know.
0: I guess. But I really liked the uh, Sonic cartoon when I was a kid. Uh, there were two of them actually, and I watched the bad one, as I've now found out. But I still really liked it. The Chili
2: Dogs kid. one. Yeah. So yeah, there were two Sonic cartoons. One, the uh, Tidbit. Both Sonics are voiced by Jaleel White, aka Steve Urkel. Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah. Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the bad one is uh, a little earlier, I think, than the good one.
0: At one point, they were airing at the same time, though. It was so weird.
2: Yeah, yeah, because it would be like in the morning, like Saturday morning on a different channel, I'd see Sonic, the goofy Sonic where he likes chili dogs and is kind of cracking jokes. And then there was the ABC Sonic, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. That was like...
0: I never watched the other one. I only watched the bad one.
2: Uh, There was another one, I think, that was on ABC, and it was a little darker in tone. It wasn't uh, like light... Hearted with the animation. There were no chili dogs. No chili dogs. The intro, I just remember uh, Sonic would grab a ring and go faster, and I was like, "Oh, he's whoa, gotta go fast. That's pretty badass." I the I
0: used to, I used to also read the comic. There's a comic book. I think it's still being published, and it's something like one of the longest running comics there is. And hmm. the bad TV show is based on the comic book that I also used to read when I was a kid. Oh. I didn't play Sonic games, but I liked the I like the comic books. <laughs>
2: that that is odd.
0: I guess, I mean, I never owned... I don't... Like, looking back on it, a lot of that I didn't even... Like, when the Saturn came out, I didn't even know it came out. Like, I knew about Genesis and I knew people who had Genesis. Mm -hmm. And even, like, the CD, the 32X, all this stuff, like, these are things I've learned way... Like, I think I'd heard there was such a thing as a CD, the Sega CD, but I didn't know it was an attachment until, like, maybe, like, two years ago. Mm. Like, I just... It was this thing where, like, Sega was kind of in its own world being weird. And I guess it's also... That shows their marketing wasn't so great because I was the kind of person they should have been thinking about converting. Yeah. But I literally, I knew about Genesis. I think I might have heard of Saturn, but like only in passing, like I barely knew it was a thing. Yeah. I think I thought all of those things were still the Genesis.
2: Right. And that's kind of like what they set themselves up is that like, I don't know, the first two updates for the, I don't know, you have a Genesis and then the next two things you release are just like, put this on your Genesis, put this on your Genesis.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause I didn't think once I got a, you know, I had the choice I mentioned earlier between Genesis or Super Nintendo, but I don't feel like I faced that choice. Like almost ever again. (laughs) Like it was just like, okay, now the Nintendo 64 is coming out. I'll get that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now GameCube's coming out. I'll get that. Yeah. And then every, everything since then I, I own them all.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I was formerly kind of like a, a Sega dude. Um, after the Dreamcast, uh, died or whatever. Uh, Talking about them like they're people, uh, (laughs) uh, I went to Xbox because I don't know, I think, uh, controller wise, they were the closest to like a Dreamcast controller, and they also got they were the only place you could play the sequel to Shinmu, Shinmu 2, uh, other than importing Shinmu 2, which I also actually did do.
0: They're making a sequel now,
2: yep, and that's why I'm about to get a PS4, Mm -hmm. they're making a a Shinmu 3. Uh, Shinwoo is also like, just personally, I like have a deep attachment to that game. Cause I think I was completing it. I was finishing it as I was moving from like where I grew up from like third grade to like eighth grade. And that game ends with like, uh, the main character going on like a journey. Aww. So it was like very, it was all very like synchronized, uh, for me to, I don't know. It was like also probably like the first game I completed, completed to like have that memory of like going home and like, I got it put some more time into this game (laughs) there's a story the story is that uh yeah now i'm just throwing things in because we've talked about how it died yeah but uh this dude returns home to see his uh father being killed by this mysterious dude guy escapes and then you're just kind of like trying to track down who is this guy why does he know my dad why did he also kill my dad and you find out more about whatever that connection was is he your real Um. dad uh, you know, I don't. They haven't completed the story. <laughs> yeah. They got two. They got a game in. The system got canceled.
0: Yeah, people really love this series. Whenever I, whenever this comes up somehow in conversation, it always comes up. Uh, if we
2: have it inside of us, we'll bring it up. No. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. It's like one of those things. If you're, if you're a player of that game, you, and video games come up, it's like now I have to talk about my favorite video game or whatever. Yeah. But people are really passionate about it. It's like a cult, more of a cult following. Yeah. I, I just learned out about it, about it maybe like two years ago, and now yeah. I've like run into a bunch of people who are like, yeah, this game, and I'm like.
2: And um, I think the ultimate the burden of being a Sega fan is to see all the ideas they had that are like now th- that the the industry have kind of like grabbed onto cuz like yeah like I said Shinmu was kind of the precursor to what Grand Theft Auto 3 became and that's a giant franchise but it's yeah. bringing that kind of gaming in uh, that that kind of uh technology or living world environment Open world
0: kind of. Thing. Yeah, there should have been more running over pedestrians in Shenmue, and then it would have been as popular as Grand Theft Auto. I would have
2: done it. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: All right, Steve. We are getting near the end. Okay. Do you have anything you need to get out, or before we close the
2: topic up? Um, or are you good? I think uh, you know this was cathartic for me. Uh, yeah. to talk talk through it. Talk talk through the uh, fall of Sega. Uh, it's just you know. Great ideas, terrible execution and corporate structure, and eventually the rest of the industry got to feast off of whatever you know. Feast, yeah. The two K franchise, as like NBA two K, has beaten EA Sports Live like heavily. There was uh, a year or where they didn't even end up releasing an NBA Live because they just couldn't find like it was glitchy as shit, and <laughs> uh, so like. That's one of the things that I was able to see is that from the in, in, from the Dreamcast days to now, where that 2K franchise is above the EA equivalent. Well, from
0: the from the ashes, the phoenix will rise.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and then online gaming and yeah,
0: yeah, they tried. Yeah, they really tried doing online gaming first. Even the game, even the GameCube, which came out later, technically had a modem, but barely had online play. Um, I never played online on it. Yeah. All right.
2: So.
1: Thank you so much for this topic.
0: Thank you for coming in. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, you want any? You want to plug anything? You want to mention anything?
2: Um, so, if you're hearing this and uh, one launch day, <laughs> or up to two days before uh, after that, we've so got Saturday. so much math. So you know, do the math. Uh, I will actually. I'm doing um, a. Stand-up set at, in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Hey, I, if if, they, if you listen to TBD in Richmond, Virginia or anywhere in Virginia, I'm doing stand-up at Second Best Fest. Uh, it's at uh, Canal Club. You can Tickets are at secondbestfest.com. Second, uh, two in the, just so you know two what you're ND. typing in. Um, I'm doing stand-up there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Steve Howes. And, uh, you know, come check out uh, Souvenir at Magnet Theatre.
0: June 10th. June 10th. Then July something. 8th, maybe. Something
2: like that. We have two shows in July, right? We
0: do. We do. Best of show. Yes. Later. July 22nd, I want to guess. That That sounds like. That would line up right. If I'm, if I have all my dates right, that would line up.
2: That'd be two Mondays after, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, that's also what I would plug, is that show. Emily, do you have anything you need to mention? No. Okay. Well, then, thank you, Steve.
1: Thank you, Steve.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. I've been Matt Armando.
1: I continue to be Emily Riggins.
0: And this has been TBD.
1: With Matt and Emily. Steve. Okay, bye.